I'm excited to have you on here back today, your host, Nate Bailey, and uh, I had a chance to catch up with t- today's guest, Emmy Kirshner. I was just had the opportunity to be on her podcast, Tribe of Leaders, and uh, incredible experience. Had a great time connecting with her. I uh, was connected through a friend of ours, Tyson Sharp, who out of Australia, Melbourne, uh, he, he made the connection for us, and, and she's in the leadership space. She works with entrepreneurs and she's got an incredible story her podcast is great so again check that out you can also check her out at her facebook group which is called tribe of leaders and connect with us and in a lot of other great incredible leaders inside of that group as well uh, from philadelphia pennsylvania I had a great conversation with emmy and so with that i want to introduce you to emmy kirshner hey what's up Everyone, welcome back to Championship Leadership Podcast and uh, excited. We're with Emmy Kirshner here today. Check her out, podcast, Tribe of Leaders. Got a Facebook group that you should also be a part of called the Tribe of Leaders as well uh, out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and I'm excited. We're still in the, in the COVID, uh, I guess I'll call it the COVID crisis, the shutdown, the lockdown, the curve flattener, the social distancer. And uh, so we, we are all still navigating that in these times, but I uh, appreciate you coming on. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be hanging out with you today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, so let's just get right to it. The first question that I love to ask is championship leadership's the name of the podcast. What comes to mind for you when you hear championship leadership? My favorite word, leadership. Yeah. Right. Like everything that I do revolves around creating stronger leaders from a CEO standpoint. And I think there's a lot of, of mirrors between being a true champion and a high performer and somebody who's, you know, just moving forward with purpose and intention and being a leader, uh, running their business, you know, creating amazingness and, and making impact too, like being able to help other people and whatever it is that they're doing, but serving. Yeah. So I agree. Number one, number two, 
why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself and kind of how you, how, how leadership has become such an important piece of who you are and what you do um, and what you're up to today with your tribal leaders podcast, Facebook group, and, and uh, yeah. working with coach, uh, coaching executives and, and other leaders. Yeah, absolutely. So I work with creative service-based entrepreneurs and I help them break through into multi-six figure businesses because generally they're stuck in that overworked admin role where on, they're on the hamster wheel trying to juggle everything. And I help them implement systems um, with sales and marketing and then processes so that they can start delegating, grow teams, and really making the impact that they want and deserve to be making as well. And um, both the Facebook group and the podcast are just outlets for me to connect with my people. Uh, the Facebook group has been really fun because I get to see all these people being supportive of each other. And it's, you know, there's a lot of networking going on. And then I do some trainings, et cetera, in there. And the podcast just started because I think leaders' stories are so fascinating. And, and not only in the triumph and, and in the champion aspect, but where were they struggling and what did they learn and how has that evolved their leadership and the way they're thinking about, about doing the next thing. So keeps me out of trouble these days. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's hard to do right now is to get in trouble, I think, but, uh, but it's, it's still good to have those things to keep you out of it. Right? Um, who are some championship leaders or coaches, mentors that maybe have impacted your life? And, you know, what is it about them that really stands out as, you know, characteristics that, that maybe even you've taken to help mold who you are as a leader? Yeah. So, um, like I followed James Wedmore, um, and currently working with An Andrew Cruzy. So from a business coaching perspective, I love their mindset and their ability to, really serve their people and, and be caring and authentic. Um, I think that's really crucial, particularly now where I think you're going you're gonna to see more or even more of a swing back into relationship marketing and relationship building as a way of growing your business. Danielle Laporte, um, I'm trying to think of the long list of people, you know, the authors that I've read different books, Tony Robbins, Rachel Hollis as of recent, and I can't think of the author, oh, Jen Sincero, like, I, I love their stories and their different personalities and they've all made a difference for me at, you know, different points in my life and my career, just because they've kind of been there as I've needed the next thing to kind of go and be like, Oh, this is how I up level here and how I start to think differently. And I think that's really the biggest piece is it's not your knowledge base. It's really about how you're thinking that, um, you know, what you can accomplish and where your limits are that stops people. Yeah. Yeah. Those are some great ones. And, uh, what is it that really, you know, got you to, to doing what you are doing today? The, <laughs> how did you get here? You skimmed that's, over that part earlier. That's today. a windy path. <laughs> yeah. So let's, let's get into so that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm going to go back to like 20 some odd years ago. My, I, my son was a year just a year and he's 21 now. So okay. um, he had digestive issues and uh, we took him to the doctors and the specialists and everything else and nobody had any answers. And I got really upset and frustrated because here I was this like super young new mom who like couldn't fix her kid. Uh, 
mm-hmm. and wasn't getting the guidance. And that started this whole path of me getting into food and healthy eating, which kind of led into the mindset stuff. So over the last 20 years, I've worked in a number of different industries. Uh, I started my catering business. I was a personal chef for a while, but I worked in financial services. I've done event planning, convention planning. And then I worked for a marketing agency that was really specialized in the aftermarket motorcycle industry, which I knew absolutely nothing about, but I was the project manager. So it was really fun to learn about that and start you know, getting involved with digital ads and websites and all of the print materials that go with different things and, and really closing those deals in in a way that they weren't doing it before. Like they'd had all these projects open that nobody was finishing and I just came in and boom, 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 boom. And it sounds like none of that is related, but I've had some of like the best sales lessons while catering. Yeah. How to connect with your client and, and everything else. So I actually started this business as a health coach and um, because it's always been and still is a really important part of my life where I, you know, I believe that healthy eating is what can keep you real, you know, super healthy from the standpoint of it can inform your genes and your DNA of, you know, turning different risk factors on and off, which I think is so powerful and cool. But what I soon learned in my coaching business as a health coach was that really wasn't health coaching. And I woke up at one point, I think it was like four or five years ago. And it's like, if I have to write another blog article about the five things that right now I'm like, I want to throw up. (laughs) It just wasn't aligning with me. And I'm like, all right, well, this is a bad sign. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And I started looking around and I I actually did a process that I teach my clients now to do. Like I took an inventory of all my clients and what they'd hired me for and what I was really helping them with. And it was stress management, which is kind of how they came in from the standpoint of the health coaching, but what they were stressed out about as entrepreneurs and everybody was an entrepreneur, what they were stressed out about was their businesses. They were exhausted. They were overworked. They, their employees weren't doing what they wanted. They didn't have enough sales. You know, the marketing thing wasn't working and I was actually solving those problems. So it became a very natural transition. And I get, I get to utilize this, you know, very random past of mine and all the things that I've learned to be able to truly help these people grow incredible businesses. Yeah, no, I love it. I mean, yeah, I was like hearing the story of, how you've gotten to where you are. And, and I, you know, very similar to you, I think same for me as I can look back and none of it maybe would make sense to why I'm doing what I am today. But then you kind of look back at all of the different things that you've had and experiences you've had, and they all kind of, they do start to fall into place and make sense to, you know, how you, how you've gotten to where you are and, and how you've learned different things from different um, pieces of it. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, just having that, I guess we'll say variety of experiences, right? I mean, it's, it's great when you're working because now you just have, you're multifaceted, right? You got a, a lot of different tools in the tool belt to help all these different people in yeah. different industries. Um, so yeah, that's great. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, you're welcome. What is, you know, like, what's the impact or the vision that you really want to, want to make here in the near future with what you're doing and, and helping lead and guide others? 
you know, I think championship leaders, they have great vision and also the courage to be able to take and make decisions based off of that vision. What, uh, so I'm always interested to hear like, what's the direction you, you want to go and the impact you want to make? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I want to say like, I want to help as many people as possible, but I think everybody yeah. does that. Right. Yeah. And some of it is like, I committed to helping a million entrepreneurs several years ago and I've been slowly getting there. So this year in particular has been really about ramping that up and making that difference. I'm launching a new um, three month program. That's going to be pretty intense for entrepreneurs who are ready to play big. And it's a very, I'm going to say linear again, but just, step by step by step, like do this and you'll grow and taking them from how to create organic marketing and, and, and sell authentically to how do you team build and you know, start delegating things out and what do you need to do? So I'm super excited about that because what I realized is the fewer people that I can, I work with and really help them build and help them, you know, help their people, the more impact I have and I can make. So I'm looking at, you know, growing my community and just getting in the weeds with them because that's where I thrive and giving them the kind of little shift and then some of the knowledge base so that they can, they can help shift their mindset too. I mean, that's, I think the biggest thing is people, you know, you don't know what you don't know. We're all kind of operating in a box. So until you get to the next level and the next level, and unless you're seeking that, you know, things don't change. So that's, that's kind of where I'm at short term, long term. My goal is to set up a foundation here in Philly and create something that one will unify a lot of the nonprofits because there's a ton of nonprofits in the, in the city who I think, and I was talking to a friend of mine this, uh, the other day, but there's a lot of overlap in resources that aren't being utilized and we're not then spending effectively or helping people effectively. And right now, at least Philly has a really high poverty rate. Uh, our education system is terrible. Our roads suck. And it's an amazing city with all these incredible people and stories and history. And I, I, I feel like there's a lot of opportunity for us to be doing better. So that's the kind of the longer term goal and that drives what I'm doing now because my people will even if they have nothing to do with the foundation my people will impact whether it's Philly or someplace else because their mindset is aligned with being a champion yeah yeah I love that that's great yeah yeah thank you um you're welcome what is what's maybe a a turning point in your life like a critical moment where (laughs) you know and I know we we when I ask this, you know, you usually get that response, right? Because we, we all have a lot of, a lot and maybe probably multiple throughout every day. But, but is there a moment that really sticks out, kind of that fork in the road moment where, you know, had yeah, you made- I, I think the biggest one for me, particularly yeah. mindset wise, was when I was getting divorced. And uh-huh. It wasn't going great. <laughs> and I was sick. Like I had four sinus infections and like five months or something like, you know, and my kids were really young. I was in the process of starting up a, a catering, like a cafe for a catering company and trying to work like 80 hours a week. My kids were an absolute wreck and I just like, things were not good. And I was sitting in this chair one night while my kids were watching Sesame street or whatever. And I 
realized that like I was waiting for somebody to save me. And like, as I say in a lot of my talks, like had Prince Charmin ridden by, yeah. <laughs> I'm busy blowing my nose from the sinus infection to have some- <laughs> <laughs> right? So yeah. like I knew I had to just figure it out at that point. And I knew that what I was doing and how I was acting and who I was being wasn't going to cut it anymore. And the, I think the really big tie for me too was like, I didn't want my kids to see me be sick all the time and be unhappy and exhausted and a complete stress bag. Like I had made such a commitment to lead them when they were born and to think about, well, you know, here they are at five and seven and you're really not leading and your life is a mess. <laughs> and, and it's, Really, like you can blame everybody else, but really it's you and you have yeah. to be accountable for you. So that was the starting point for me in figuring it out and doing things differently and looking at how I can make different changes. And it's been, it's been a process. Like I'd love to say, oh, you know, the next year I had it all together and that's yeah. not the case. No. <laughs> so, yeah. But it has informed a lot of the decisions that I've made and what I've wanted for my kids and who they are and while it was probably one of the most difficult time periods, I'm so grateful for that whole experience. Yeah, absolutely. I believe that. And um, yeah. And so, you know, you lead, you start by leading yourself and your family and then, uh, and then that can lead into, you know, how you are currently leading and helping others as well. So where did the podcast come about for you? When did, I know you said that was, it seemed, you mentioned that it's been fairly recently, but yeah, tell us a little yeah, bit more so about we, that and when that started and why did you start the podcast? I started because I thought it would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, Is it? Really? Well, I love the interviewing part. I, you know, I might've thought twice if I knew about all the editing and the preparation, yeah. which isn't bad. It's just not my forte. <laughs> well, I got somebody for you if you ever need uh, some help in that area. Uh, I don't do any of the editing. so I don't enjoy that either. No, yeah. and there would be no podcast if I yeah. did. <laughs> It started because one of my coaches was like, this is the next big thing. Yeah. And, and he was pushing like everybody in our circle at that point to take on things that made you uncomfortable. And while I had been on a number of podcasts before and I loved the interview part, the idea of actually starting and then maintaining it made me feel uncomfortable because I just, I didn't know how to do it. Um, yeah. So I started it and, and I love, I was listening to podcasts all the time and I love this, as I said, stories of, you know, what has made people successful and their backstories and what they've learned and how they've evolved. And, and everybody is different, which is, you know, so cool. Yeah. So that's really what the catalyst was, was, I was like, oh, all right, uncomfortable and I can make this thing fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's, let's do it. And when did it start? Um, a year ago, February. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. That- I think a year in the podcast world is probably like a decade. So that's pretty, you feel pretty good about that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's uh, changed a little bit. Um, yeah. We've got to make a few more shifts and from a format standpoint, but it's, it's growing and evolving. And I, it is, I'm going to say one of the areas that I'm constantly thinking about, like, how can I do this better? Yeah. Right. Like yeah. how can I create yeah. a better story, ask better questions Uh, have something that serves people and gives more value and is helpful to people that are listening. So Mm -hmm. the feedback's been pretty good, which is cool. Yeah. 
If you, uh, well, if you're ever trying to think of other things that would make you uncomfortable, you could always come around a hundred miles with me someday. <laughs> I ran Broad Street uh, yeah. in Philly, which is a 10 mile run, I think six years ago. And oh, that's, that's awesome. It was great, but busted my knee. Oh, <laughs> the no only way. thing I cannot do is run. So. How did you bust your knee? Uh, Philly streets are terrible. And there was a gigantic pothole as I was coming in um, down Broad Street. And Broad Street, for those of you who haven't been in Philly, is like the main, one of the main drags. And it uh-huh. um, starts from North Philly. It's 10 miles, probably a little bit longer. But it, it wraps around City Hall. So you start from North Philly and run down to the Navy Yard. Okay. And it's like this huge, incredible run that like, yeah. people vie to get a space for. Yeah. And uh, I wasn't, I was kind of in the zone. We were right in mile five. And this huge pothole and the woman that I was running next to, I don't know who she was, but we both landed in this pothole. I mean, we didn't fall, but it was like just jarring. Yeah. And I kept, I was like, all right, pain, not bad, but I kept running anyways. And then about mile like six and a half to seven, I'm like, this is really bad. And I was so mad. I was like, I have been training for this. I yeah. Finish. So yeah. I did. <laughs> anyway. Good. Awesome. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. There's pictures of me like coming through the um, you know, the finish line, and there's like no pleasure or joy. Oh, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Like, hurt. Uh, but it's well, all soft. You just had a bad experience. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it just never healed quite right. <clears throat> oh, really? That's too bad. But I can do everything but run. Okay. So, yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. So awesome. Um, well, as we start to wrap up here, what would, uh, what would be one or two things that you could leave with the listeners if, you know, if they were to implement today would actually help them move forward today? What would those be? Oh God, that's, that's a long list. I know. Um, right. Well, just, that's why I say one or two. Yeah. I'm <laughs> really clear about what you want, um, what you want in life. Like look at that long-term vision, look at the short-term vision get really clear about what your core values are and start making decisions based on those three things. What's going to get you to where you want to be in 10 years? What's going to get you to where you want to be in a year and tomorrow and, and then identifying like what's truly important for you and make decisions and say no to things, a lot of things based on that. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably the hardest thing for anyone to do is say no. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I really like, I try to teach my clients, like, let's, if it's not driving a result in your mm-hmm. business or your personal life and those established goals, then you have to say no. Yeah. 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 Totally. That's great. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for that. What are, what, what are some ways that we can uh, follow you and find out more about you uh, yeah. for the listeners that are tuning in? I would love to invite everybody to the tribe of leaders, Facebook group. Um, okay. We're having a ton of fun over there. There's a lot of different trainings and interviews and just great uh, information and incredible people to connect with. Okay. Perfect. And and the podcast, of course, (laughs) especially the one with Nate Bailey that soon, I think if she decides to publish it, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Thank so you. yeah, uh, definitely tune into those and check out the the, yeah. the site. We'll get those all linked up, of course, too. So I appreciate you being here uh, so much, Emmy. And uh, yeah, just thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. I'm truly grateful. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, have a good day. Let's go.
You too. Let's go. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera, I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable. From my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm called to be a leader I'ma lead the way Cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done If you need some inspiration You should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey Bailey Championship Championship Hey, baby.